Blog Talk Radio. Australia. As a matter of fact, they were number one for an extended period of time in Sydney. 
They're dropping some new music, and they did us a favor by dropping uh, a new music video on our Facebook groups page. If you go there, you can pick up, uh, I think there's... uh, Maybe four or five of their tunes has been added onto our groups page this morning. Want to thank you guys. That's the Purple Cream Band from Australia. They are on Facebook. You can go there, go to our groups page, and uh, the David Bowers Awards, uh, I think they call it music. So it's it's in the groups, and you can listen to some of their music, too. The Purple Cream Band from Sydney, Australia. Thanks, guys. we got to get you on the show as soon as we can. We really love to have you come over and, and talk with us, mainly because John gets off on that Australian accent, mate. <laughs> Me, I kind of like, I I, I kind of like the, uh, the, the the what is it that they uh, what is it they drink over there? Fosters. That's how we oh, say good beer. beer. I love Fosters. <laughs> hey, sure. When we have the guys on the show, maybe we'll have them send us a case of the stuff so that we can get in the mood, right? I okay. Think our first, our first the David Bowers Award of the day goes out to a wonderful man, a tremendous talent. He is a legend in the industry. He's a legend in music around the world. Talent manager Jim Halsey and his late son Sherman, who was a country music producer, director in his own right. And we are saluting them because they will receive American Eagle Awards from the National Music Council in association with, in association with NAMM. Presenting to Sherman will be longtime friend and former president of BMI Records, Del Bryant. And presenting to Jim will be his dear friends and clients and our dear friends as well who've been on the show several times, the Oak Ridge Boys. And though the National Music Council will continue its 75th anniversary celebrations by bringing its annual American Eagle Awards presentation to Nashville for the very first time next month, July 11th. So you want to be watching for that, along with Jim and his son Sherman. They will also be honoring other music legends, Chris Christopherson, Charlie Pride, and Jim Lauderdale. A special award will be presented to the Nashville Mayor's Office, Metro Nashville Public Schools, and the Country Music Association and CMA Foundation for creation and support of the Music Makes Us Arts Education Initiative. Congratulations to all. Special congratulations to our friend and a former guest on the show, Jim Halsey, and his late son, Sherman. Uh, what, what great people and what tremendous gifts they have given, not just to music, but to people who listen to music and to our heritage. We thank you and salute you. Today we've got some great guests. And our Indie Artist Contest we'll mention a little bit later. So if you are an indie artist or you know one that deserves a break, keep a pen and paper handy. We'll uh, give you a link to write down for that. A lot of people, a lot of music, so let's get right to it. Remember, if you've got someone or something you think deserves an award, drop us an email, david at thedavidbowers.com. Be sure to log into our Blog Talk Radio chat room right now where you can exchange with others in the chat room and also leave us messages. You can call in and talk with us or our guests at 347-945-7137. Don't forget, tweet your comments at hashtag TDBA, as in the David Bowers Awards. John Bon Jovi, I'll back to you. Yes, sir. We just again want to remind you folks, please give us a call. The David Bowers Awards show is on the air right now. 
And you can call us at area code 347-945-7137. You can also log into our chat room on Blog Talk Radio and talk with our guests and ask your own questions. Coming up on the David Bowers Awards, Kingman, Arizona's Brianna Payne. And from England, we've got Boardwalk Isabella. And from Florida, the one and the only uh, Frank Robert. But first, we've got some music from Montgomery, Alabama. That's right, John, and these guys, I think, are going to change the name to Rockgummery from their new album, just released Friday, and appropriately called Start the Show. Here is One Like Sun and a tune called Interstellar.
That's Interstellar by the group One Like Sun from Montgomery, Alabama, from their new album, Start the Show, which is just exactly what we've asked them to do here today. And here on the phone I right like now it. from I like One it Like a Sun, Stephen, are you with us? I'm with you. How are you doing, David? There you doing just fine, thanks. How are things in Alabama today? Uh, they're great. They're actually sunny out here as yesterday, which is raining. So that's we're we're happy for that. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, you got to have a little bit of both. As long as you don't get too much of one and not enough of the other, everything's really cool. And speaking of cool, you right. guys are doing some really really cool stuff that I want to touch on while we've got you on the phone with us today. Uh, now this is your new CD, which was just released Friday. And unlike some other artists, you have a an unusual, if not unique, uh, release program that you've scoped out for this year. Tell us how you're releasing these uh, these CDs. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm correcting on on one thing. Actually, we the uh, the song that you just played was actually from um, our album New American Gothic that came out in January. Um, uh, right. Was from, from a couple of years ago, but yes, to your to to your point, um, we uh, last year uh, took part in a program where basically we wrote and recorded a brand new song um, every week for 52 weeks. Originally, it started out to be just uh, it was just going to be a songwriting project, and we would uh, basically do just like an acoustic and a vocal. And uh, hopefully by the end of the year, we would have, out of those 52 songs, we would have uh, at least 12 good ones that we would then put together and, and go to the studio and do a, a real record with those 12 songs. Um, but at the beginning of the year, uh, we ended up, uh, actually the very first song, um, ended up doing a fully produced uh, and, and fully, you know, uh, with bass, drums, guitar, everything. Um, and it sort of raised the bar. So for every week... Uh, of last year, we actually did uh, a fully produced song. So this year, instead of recording those songs, now what we're doing is we're releasing, we're put, packaging those songs together and cleaning them up, remastering them, um, and releasing four records this year. The first of which was uh, New American Gothic, um, and then next month on uh, July 14th, we're going to be releasing our new, uh, the newest from that series. It will be called Classic. Right, that's the one that's coming out, and if I'm not, if I haven't got them confused, and I apologize for confusing the order there at the beginning, uh, if I'm correct, the song we're going to play next is going to be from that classic CD that's coming out in July. That's correct. Okay, good. I'm glad we got that right, and that is a, a really interesting way to uh, to present your music. Uh, I've noticed that uh, there have been a lot of major changes in the way uh, music is released now. There are some artists that are releasing a new track every month instead of releasing one album this year and waiting another year or two for their next CD to come out. And, of course, anybody that follows the trades at all uh, and stays up on new releases knows that music release day is going to become Friday next month. So the bulk of new releases from the major artists, at least major artists and major labels, will be released on Fridays. And, of course, there's been a lot of controversy about whether that's a good idea or not. And uh, I guess we're going to find out how that works starting next month. 
But uh, yeah, it's interesting to uh, the, the way you did that. The, the concept you started with doing a new song every week, and then how it evolved into a, a full-fledged production. What else? Now we've got the track coming up. It knocks me out, which will be we'll play at the end of our little discussion here. Tell us about the it knocks me out and the songs on the new CD that'll be coming out July 14th. Well, what we've done, you know, typically we've uh, this our styles have been, um, you know, sort of a pop rock or a power pop, and you know, the vein is sort of like Cheap Trick or Big Star or the Wallflowers or you know, so and in 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 that, you know, we have a range of things that sometimes they sound more uh, rock oriented, sometimes they're more uh, pop punk oriented. Um, so what we've basically done is taken broken all those up. Um, New American Gothic was sort of the more power pop um, uh, and, and punk sort of uh, sound. We've taken and compiled the more what I would more consider sort of the classic rock or rock sound for classic. So that's the one that's uh, that's kind of the sound of the new record that's coming up. After that, there's another one that's going to be more country-oriented, um, not full-fledged country. Oh, wow. It's kind of country by the, by way of, like, social distortion. <laughs> uh, but, okay. Um, but, yeah, that'll uh, that, that'll follow this. But, yeah, this particular record and the song that you're about to hear is more just rock-oriented. Well, hey, listen, if Steven Tyler can go country, anybody can. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you've had the. If you have you heard his new country release yet? No, I have not yet. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, he he could almost convince you that he's serious about doing country. Uh, I understand the rest of the band isn't really excited about it, but uh, he's gotten uh, he's gotten some support in the country music circles, which kind of surprised me. I, I didn't expect him to be quite that readily accepted, but interesting. Also, want to talk well, to you about something on the on the technical aspect in a moment, but first. Tell us about the rest of the guys in the band, because so often we get people on here, we get involved in talking about the music and all kinds of things, and I don't want to overlook the fact that, hey, uh, you may be the spokesperson, you may be the front man and everything, but there are some other guys that uh, put a little effort into the uh, finished product, too. So tell us about the guys in the band. Absolutely. Um, we uh, Now, we're not the typical um, getting-out-and-tour band. We're actually sort of scattered around the country, so technically we've been putting this record together um, from bedrooms and studios from here to L.A. Um, so uh, the, our uh, bass player, uh, the consistent bass player, who's played on pretty much every track um, on this project, um, was a guy named Clinton Kirby. Um, he was uh, a member of a band called Buffalo Nickel, and uh, and then back in the day, Hand Truck and uh, Flat Stanley. So uh, we've been good friends for for more than 20 years now. Um, he participated with me on the project uh, heavily. Um, also um, uh, was uh, Ryan Fen- uh, Ryan Fennell. Let me get his name right. Um, he played drums on pretty much uh, most of the record. Um, and, uh, and he's from Montgomery, Alabama. Um, he's helped me out a great deal. And then, uh, the other, uh, you know, pretty consistent member was, um, uh, Brian, uh, Seagraves, who played a lot of the, uh, piano and keyboard tracks, uh, over the, the course of the project. Um, past that, we've had a few other people, a guy named, uh, Perry Brown, um, uh, Denny Burks, uh, played drums. Uh, so we've had, we've had a few people, but... Consistently, it's been uh, Ryan Fennell and uh, Clint Kirby and Brian Seagraves. 
Fantastic. Now, I do want to bring this out while we're talking, and you almost touched on it because you were talking about how you uh, you guys are in different parts of the country and how you have to connect electronically, and I know that that is uh, an interesting part of your past. It seems, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Apple technology has played a part in your recording process. Yes. Now, the, this record was mostly done on computers, but they would, and we used Dropbox a lot for that, where we would record the tracks, and then we would Dropbox the files back and forth to each other. Right, um, right. But our past record, uh, Start the Show, um, which was came out in uh, 2012, I believe, um, it, we did that uh, entirely on uh, the iPhone. So we, uh, we used... Uh, Sometimes the mics on the iPhone. Sometimes we had uh, interfaces um, that we attached to our phones that we could plug microphones and things like that. And then we would um, share our files over Dropbox. Uh, so, yes, in, in the same fashion, um, I had several friends that we worked together like that over, um, over you know, again, from bedrooms and studios across the across the U.S. Um, where people, we would trade back and forth um, and we would record and, and uh uh, stuff like a uh, multi-track DAW, um, uh, GarageBand, things like that, uh, uh, apps that we could use strictly on the iPhone. So that was quite a challenge, and I think you know we got a lot of good praise um, for that record and the sound of the record, you know, considering the the way that it was recorded. So we're very happy with that. Well, I, I remember we we spoke on another show that I, I used to co-host before I got my own show here, and uh, we had discussed that, and I, I was really impressed then. I still am when you stop to think about it, uh, you know, oversimplification, but say, hey, we just recorded a professional release on an iPhone, and uh it's just amazing to think of how the technology has evolved. I know our grandkids, when they look back, they'll say, ah, that was nothing. You ought to see what we're doing now. But today, <laughs> right. and especially at the, at the time when you did it, uh, that was that was beyond challenging. That was almost uh, unheard of. What gave you the idea to do that? Well, I do – I do a project every year that I try to challenge myself to do something creative. And sometimes it's a, I, I'm also a photographer and a filmmaker. Um, and so sometimes those projects are, you know, either I'm going to make a movie or I'm going to do a, 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 a photo project or, and then it also bleeds into my music projects where sometimes it's a music project that I'm going to be do, which has been for the past three or four years. Um, but uh, so essentially whenever I, I um, did start the show, uh, I had recorded a, a quick little four-track demo. There was like a, an app that had four tracks on it, and you could just record through the microphone on there. And I just basically did it in like an acoustic and, and vocals uh, on there. And it turned out really good, and I just got the idea. I thought, well, you know, if I did this, you know, what, what else could I do with it? And again, kind of like the, the project that I did last year, um, you know, it was one of those things where I started out really trying to do something very simple and the more I got into it, the more I was challenged to go, well, what if I pushed this? What if I did this a little further? What if I tried to record drums? What if I tried to record, you know, more than four tracks? You know, what if I did, you know, layers of this? And um, and the more I, I, you know, more I tried to do that, um, there were other companies who were kind of watching the, the process. And, you know, they would send me apps um, or they would send me uh, pieces of hardware, you know, to attach to my phone and things like that. And they were like, hey, why don't you try this out? This may help you with your project. So, um, it, you know, and, it, and at the time you're right. Uh, it, since since then, I did the, since I did the project, there have been several advances 
in the uh, operating system of the iPhone and as well as a few apps that have been invented that lets you share between uh lets you share sound between one app and another um that weren't available at the time that I did it. So um yeah, it it would I would say that it would be um easier to do what I did if I did it today. Um but you know, obviously that's still a challenge trying to record on, you know, a little device like that. But uh but it would have definitely been a lot easier today. So we're we're pretty proud of what what we accomplished with so little, um, you know, back in 2012. I, I think uh, I think you have every right to be proud of that, and I think you may just possibly have earned yourself a place in the uh, in the Music Hall of Fame. I don't know if you were the first to ever do that, but I know you were the first group that I ever heard of that did that, and I still have not heard of anyone that predates you with that. So you may have just learned yourself a place in history there, Steve. It's been wonderful having you here with us. We're going Thank to you. run this down for the listeners now. It's called It Knocks Me Out, and that is going to be available on your next CD, which drops July 14th, if I have that correct. That's correct. And that's called Classic. Stephen. Thank you so much for being here with us and sharing. It looks like we have a good reason to have you come back, well, within a year or so, when you have your next idea percolating, and uh, bring it back, and we'll be happy to share it with our listeners around the world. Thank you again, I Steve. I appreciate it. Pleasure as always. And here, ladies Thanks, and gentlemen, David. they are. It's called It Knocks Me Out. This is One Like Sun. <laughs> Thank you. 
you out. That's what it's called. It knocks me out. The group One Like Sun, who uh, may well go down in history as the first rock band to ever record a commercial release on an iPhone. It's an incredibly interesting story, and uh, we'll definitely be having them back. Uh, maybe we'll get them back when they uh, do their country. That would be interesting. Uh, see if they can uh, if they can pull it off like Steven Tyler did. <laughs> but thank you guys. Thank you, One Like Sun. Ladies and gentlemen out there, uh, you hear these acts on here, like them, go check them out on their, uh, on their social media pages. I regret we uh, didn't get into that with One Like Sun, but I know they are on the social, me- social media. Name is just like it sounds, One Like Sun, like they're your son. So uh, check these acts out on their uh, social media. Tell them how much you enjoy them. Uh, listen to their music. Uh, many of them are uh, are either on Reverb Nation or SoundCloud or post their music on Facebook. You can find them all over if you go look for them. And above all else, buy their music. These guys are out there making music for you. Pay them back. Buy their music. They'll love you for it. And we'll love you too. So right now, I want to remind you, you can call in if you've got a question or something you'd like to ask us or our guests, our Technical engineer uh, Nick is standing by to take your phone calls at 347-945-7137. Don't forget, if you have any comments, tweet them online at hashtag TDBA. And if you'd like to be considered for a guest shot on the show or you know an artist who should be, all you have to do is send your EPK to david at thedavidbowers.com along with a current bio. Put guest in the subject line. If you don't have an EPK... Don't worry about it. Drop us a line, and we'll explain to you what you can do. And uh, our uh, panel will review your entry and select future guests from these entries. That's all there is to it. Here's your chance. You could be our next Indie Find. Don't forget, our Win a Free Mix by Stuart Epps contest is now open. It runs through the middle of October. It's open to all indie artists of any genre with original music. Simply send us your MP3 original demo. And Grammy-winning producer Stuart Epps himself will select the winner to receive a totally free mix by him. Now, here you go. is your chance. You can have one of your songs mixed professionally by one of the greatest producers of rock music in the world today. You can find more details at the link on my website, thedavidbowers.com. Click the Win a Free Mix link. Enter today. Next up, our latest find, but right now, we find our next The David Bowers Award. There have been murmurs of a major new award show. Just what we needed. Another one, right? This one dedicated exclusively to unsigned artists circulating around the industry grapevine for some weeks now. This has been gaining support from some of the industry's biggest names. The platform is the Unsigned Music Awards which opens its doors to applicants for the first time through the launch of their new website. It just happened on the 12th, which was like, what, two days ago, right, Friday? The Unsigned Music Awards will offer a platform that's designed to recognize and reward the wealth of unsigned talent with the same prestige as the popular mainstream award show, culminating in a television award show to be held in London on February 17th. So here's a chance for all you unsigned indie artists to make even a bigger name for yourselves. And we heartily support this. We are 
joining the likes of Jack McDaniel, uh, Jack McDaniels, Jack Daniels. I think I've had too many Jack, <laughs> too much Jack today. Uh, Marshall Amps, Aunt Sofa, U.S. Royalty Collection Society, BMI, a rising artist, the Featured Artist Coalition, Music Managers Forum, and numerous others to celebrate you, the unsigned indie artist. Indie artists and unsigned artists are getting opportunities like never before. I mean, when was the last time you saw an, award, an indie artist win an award for being an indie artist? It just hasn't happened. Now, this is going to be broadcast on the largest student channel, SubTV, which has 1.8 million viewers, as well as New Sky Channel. They're currently in talks with two of the largest online content streaming providers, and we are going to try to get someone from the, if they're calling themselves an academy or whatever, from the Unsigned Music Awards to come on the show and talk about it, explain what's going on, tell us all about it. We're hoping to have someone uh, come on and do that in the next few months, so be watching for that. Follow the Unsigned Music Awards on Twitter at, little at sign, the underscore UMAs. That's it, at the underscore UMAs. The Unsigned Music Awards. You're going to be hearing a lot more about that. Right now, we're going to hear a little more from John Bon Jovial. John, what you got for us? Well, yes, sir. And, you know, you speaking of Jack Daniels, it's reminded me that we should probably make a note. Uh, one of the uh, great country legends just passed away this past week, Jim Ed Brown, Papa Top fame. Uh, the guy yes. just had one hell of a voice. He was a great, great country artist, uh, an influence for so many others. Uh, Jim Ed nice Brown, guy. I believe he was uh, 85 years old, and he'll be missed. Uh, he was, uh, you know, a, 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 a true icon of the uh, the country music world. Jim Ed Brown, dead at I believe the age of 85. Uh, and they're having anyway. Public, they're having a public funeral for him at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. As well they should. If anybody is deserving of it, it was Jim Ed Brown. And uh, he had, he hooked up quite a bit with Helen Cornelius, didn't he? Yes, he did. They had a string yeah. of hits back in the mid-'70s. I yeah. know they I were. I don't want to have to marry you and a couple of others, yeah. Right. I remember I met them uh, when they were doing that string back in the 70s when I was in Nashville for the DJ convention, 73, I think it was. That was when we were together remember, in uh, Tampa. Yeah, I remember working at WSUN in Tampa and meeting Jim Ed Brown, and it was a real privilege to meet the guy. Uh, anyway, let's get back to business here. We've got to pay a couple of bills. We just want to remind you to uh, uh, reward yourself, or I should say award yourself, the official D. David Bowers Awards T-shirts. Uh, these are the only official T-shirts of the David Bowers Awards, and they're available only on our website at the David Bowers. That's B-O-W-E-R-S, thedavidbowers.com. We keep the price down by taking no profit on them. Uh, they are strictly for our fans and followers. They're high-quality tees in black or white, ladies' or men's sizes. Order now, please. We'd really appreciate it if you would. And they're still just $14.30. Order now. And, uh, David, what do we have up next? Well, uh, I'd like to say we got another round of Jack Daniels, but nobody stepped up to the bar to buy us one. And I guess we've given them enough free plugs. <laughs> we've given them enough free plugs for today. So we will move right on because next we have a lovely young lady from Kingman, Arizona. I had the pleasure of discovering at a uh, at a club in uh, on the uh, Colorado River, and decided, hey, this chick is good, 
and we want to get her on the show. Uh, she does uh, a brand of country that uh, is pure country. She also is not uh, hesitant to rock out, and I was uh, I was really impressed with these guys. Her band is tight, and they love what they're doing, and it shows. So we're going to bring her on right after we listen to one song by her. This is called Just Like That, Brianna Payne.
like that, Brianna Payne, whom we uh, we seem to be having uh, some difficulty uh, getting her on, and uh, which is really unfortunate. Uh, anytime that happens, it's uh, it always upsets me because uh, we're a we're slaves to modern technology, which when it works is a wonderful thing, and then there are other times when it's uh, well, it's a little less than wonderful, right, John Bon Jovial? Oh, yeah. You know, the whole thing about computers, Dave, is, you know, they're touted as being a a time-saving convenience and an appliance that makes our lives easier. But really, sometimes I'm absolutely convinced they're nothing more than an exercise in anger management. (laughs) Or or a good reason for an exercise in anger management. But, well, yeah, yeah. You have to consider that, you know, in the in the big picture of things, we are still in the dark ages, the very infancy of computer technology. Because let's face it, uh, while computers have been in existence in one form or another since what, since the 50s or early 60s, uh, it, they've only come into the public domain uh, in a mass way since what, since the 90s, really, and late 80s, maybe. But... Uh, there's a long way to go. There's going to be so many major developments over the next century that uh, if you were to come back 100 years from now, you wouldn't recognize what's going on. Well, just look what's happened since we've been at it. They've gone from these oh, big yeah. monstrous things that took a whole building to house to, uh, well, virtually you can wear them on your wrist now like Dick Tracy wear did. Them on, and uh, wear them on your hip. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and the fact that. You know, the, 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 the newer technologies, they roll out so much faster in the larger urban areas. And, you know, where we are, for example, in Naples, Florida, uh, you know, we're pretty much at the end of the pipe. And while we will get the, you know, the, 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 the more advanced telephone technologies and uh, broadband technologies, uh, you know, the, the larger cities get them first. And I think the same is true with you out there in uh, Bullhead City, Arizona, and also Kingman, which is only just a little bit bigger than than Bullhead, and you're not getting the technologies as quickly as areas like Phoenix and Tucson or Las Vegas are getting them. Oh, absolutely. The the larger metros get that stuff. Well, just the the rollout of the uh, in, increase in phone service, like the uh, from uh, from the three G to four G. There are a lot of places. Uh, most of the country doesn't have four G service yet. Only it starts with the major metropolitan areas and trickles down from there. And uh, it's you know we could do a whole show on the uh, on the advent of uh, computer technology, but unfortunately we wanted to give this time to Brianna Payne, and uh, I can tell you that uh, she is a tremendous talent. She has got a super tight band, and they play all over the Southwest. Uh, they uh, she's from Kingman, Arizona. They play at clubs up and down the Colorado River. I know they played uh, they played here in Laughlin, and they played downstream and uh, Havasu, Lake Havasu City, technically, so that I don't offend any of our listeners there. And uh, down at Parker, they uh, they make regular stops down there. They've also gone inland across uh, northern Arizona, and um, I would imagine they're planning to expand their territory in the very near future. She's been singing all her life, so uh, basically she grabbed the guitar and started a band with a, uh, a group of guys she knows. And as I said, they love to play, and they love well, got, having a uh, good you time. You at one of the clubs in Laughlin, didn't you? Right. That's how I. Uh, that's how I got her to come on the show. Was I, I got to see her at a club in Laughlin called the uh, 
the, uh, oh, yes, Old Town Saloon. I almost lost it there for a second, and my friends up there at Old Town would never forgive me for that. But, yeah, uh, Old Town is a, uh, it's not a casino club. This is a uh, eat eat and dance, have drinks, you know, type of uh type of club they have a a tremendous barbecue they have there on weekends and uh some great food some reasonable prices uh humongous bar they've got pool tables they have all kinds of events there as a matter of fact the uh the recent uh motorcycle uh, rally day they had here uh they were the host club for that and uh they have live entertainment on weekends of different genres uh they had uh, Brano's country they've had rock bands in there uh, so and they also have a dj i think on thursday nights so uh, they have a good mix of entertainment tell us about uh, the music that brianna does is it, uh, does she do mostly original material does she do covers a little bit of both uh, uh, yeah, i mean the song actually, you just heard is was great but i mean what what, yep. what else is your tour she does. We're gonna we're gonna play another track by her in a couple of minutes here. But uh, she does a mix of of original and cover, and uh, she does a mix of genres. She'll do rock country, and uh, she can get into some rock country. And you would never believe it's the same talented person you heard doing uh, uh, the song you just heard. She is very versatile as well as being talented. And I'll tell you, the thing that caught my attention is the way she interacts with her audience. Uh, because this is something a lot of artists don't do or aren't comfortable doing, yet she can interact with the audience while she's up on stage. And actually, I even seen her get off stage. The only artist I've seen in a long time that actually got off stage in the middle of the song and kept the song going while it went out and danced with the audience on the dance floor. Uh, I was really impressed with that. Uh, she was out there dancing with the crowd in the middle of the song, which I thought was uh, really neat. You see it on TV sometimes. You see the artists go out and they'll walk through the crowd and slap hands and stuff. But no, she actually interacts with the crowd, got out there and danced with them and everything. So it's uh, she is a, uh, she, I, I think you could say she's a, a natural entertainer. And that's, uh, that's cool. That's great. After, you know, after they search their place for a couple of years they put together the band and you can tell that they they work very hard they have a great sound and uh, they really care about entertaining the fans you you get the feeling that hey you know they're not up there just going through the motions they really want to do a good job and uh, well I can tell you uh, because I have a cheat sheet here in front of me not because my memory is that good uh, I can tell you the members of the band are Danny Big Country Owsley, who plays lead guitar and also sings backup. He's been with her since, uh, well, he's been with her about two years now. And uh, Ed Miller is the bassist for the band, and he also does backup vocals. He's been with Brianna since she got into the uh, into the shtick and got her own thing going. And, of course, you know, he suffered through the rough times and uh, helped her find the right musicians and get the band to where it is today. Uh, then there's Augie Rocks, who is uh, relatively new to the band. He just uh, he just came on board a couple of months ago, or actually last month, I believe it was May, and uh, he brought his skills, which uh, he combines with a very positive attitude, I'm told, and I guess you could probably say that about all of them. Augie's the drummer for the band, by the way, and uh, I guess you could say positive attitude about all of them because they're they're all really nice people to sit and talk with 
and at the same time, you can tell their heart and soul is into the music. They uh, they don't just get up there and go through the motions. Like I said, they're they're up there because they enjoy what they're doing. And we have found, John, you know this, and uh, I know being in the business, Nick does. We've heard this so many times that uh, the ones that last in this business aren't the ones that are in there trying to make the most money. They're the ones in there because they have the most love for the music. And they uh, have the love for the they have, yeah they've got the love for the music, and they have the fortitude to put up with the industry. Yes, you know that uh, that takes a, a little bit of doing in itself because this is not the easiest industry in the world. Is uh, is Nick there with us? Nick, are well, you I'm on board? Can, there you are, Nick. Uh, glad to have you back there taking care of the controls and everything. We were just talking, as I'm sure if you were listening, you heard, uh, talking about Brianna and her band and the fact that uh, they are really into what they do. They love the music. They love the audience. And that this is something that really makes the difference. It, it really tells the difference between a uh, an artist or a group that's going to make it in the business and one that probably isn't. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, that, that level of enthusiasm, it's essential not only to maintaining success in this business, but also just to keep your own sanity. I mean, how many of these artists, uh, for lack of a better term, blow up instantly and then have you know, amazing careers for two years, and then you never hear from them again. It's it's really just a matter of being able to maintain the same kind of energy for your audience that you had in your bar and club days when you were playing for three people versus playing for 300,000 people. Being able to keep that up, to that. the difference between a player and an artist, in my opinion. Right. You've got to, you've got to have – it's like a relationship. You've got to have the intensity for the relationship – to see you through, to keep you going, to make you want to do it rather than have to do it. Because when it gets to the point where you have to do it, it becomes drudgery, and uh, that's going to start screwing with your head after a while. Certainly. I mean, look at a situation like the the Rolling Stones with, with Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. They can barely stand to be on the same stage together, but they know that through their collaboration, they've got a good amount of magic there, and people love love to see it. So they're they're willing to to go through that, and you know, n- not necessarily going through the motions, but they know that they can achieve something together that they can't necessarily achieve on their own. That's just that that level of of magic, and it definitely seems like uh, the Brianna Payne band has that same kind of magic. Yeah, they do. I you know, obviously they're not the Rolling Stones yet, but you can tell that the the, the chemistry is there, the intensity is there, uh, the. The desire to do do it professionally and turn on the audience, and you you see that with the electricity because it's a it, it's like electrical current. It's a two way thing. The audience gets turned on to the music, the artist gets turned on to the audience, and they feed off of each other. And uh, you see this with Brianna Payne, and I'm I'm really sorry that uh, we weren't able to get the connection on. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, we. Uh, we will definitely try to get Brianna to come back again in the very near future and uh, share with us uh, more about her history, about the band and their music and where they're going. If you're out in the, uh, if you're out in the Southwest, in, uh, well, actually central uh, to northern Arizona for the most part, uh, you know, if you head out to the clubs on the uh, Colorado River or you're in the Kingman area or something, look her up, Brianna Payne and the Brianna Payne Band, and uh, you won't be sorry. 
She puts on a good show. You'll have a great time. Tell her uh, we said hello, and we're going to uh, we are going to play another song by her right now. This one is called "At Closing Time," ladies and gentlemen from Kingman, Arizona, the Brianna Payne Band. At closing time.
And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Brianna Payne. Again, my apologies for whatever the problem was uh, that uh, unabled us to uh, get her on the show today, and we will definitely try to get her back on again in the very near future. In the meantime, check her out online. At, uh, you can find her on Facebook, Reverb Nation, whatever. Brianna Payne, uh, her music is online. Uh, drop her a line and uh, tell her how you wish she'd... Uh, been able to make the show. She'd love to hear from you. I know from having talked to her. We're moving right along here. And John Bon Jovial, uh, you've got something to tell us about computer hacking and stuff. Uh, do you not? I do. And this is and and that is this. <laughs> computer hacking not a good thing. Um, you, you don't want your computer broken into. You don't want your identity stolen. You certainly don't want to have your bank account anonymously drained. So you have to keep yeah. your computer safe. You have to keep it, uh, yeah, you have to keep your computer safe and sound. And, you know, there is a way to do that without really having to worry about it. And it really doesn't matter where in the country you are because there are some people out there that can help you, and that is Computer Help USA. They're located in Naples, Florida. Now, just because Computer Help USA is in Naples doesn't mean that uh, you can't do business with us. It's very easy. All you got to do is give us a call. We can access your computer remotely, affect any repair that is necessary, make sure that your security is up to snuff, and uh, if it's not uh, snuffed properly, we'll snuff it for you, or words <laughs> to that effect. But, but seriously, you know, if you're not careful... Uh, and if you don't maintain high-level passwords and security and remain constantly vigilant, you can get hacked. You can get screwed over royally, and it is something that you would sorely, sorely regret. There's so many people out there that actually use 123456 as a password or use the word password as a password. And, you know, these are the people that um, are going to be more, most susceptible to getting hacked on their computer. It's something that you really, really don't want to have to put up with. Uh, if you do get uh, hacked, if you do get a virus on your computer and it gets locked up, never pay. It is a hoax. Uh, whatever the problem is with your device, you can contact Computer Help USA. Again, located in Naples, Florida, but also all across the Internet. Uh, you can contact us uh, by going to the web at comphelpusa.com or you can email us at support at comphelpusa.com. You can also find us on Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash computerhelpusa. The phone number is 239-596-6112. Again, that's 239-596-6112. Give Computer Help USA a call today. They are there to help you whenever the need arises. Dave? Well, thank you very much, John Bon Jovial. And next, all the way from merry old England, and we'll be talking with them just after we play the song, here is Boardwalk Isabella and a thing called Oh, the Ground Was
ground was hard. Boardwalk Isabella and on the phone line right now from Merry Old England is James from Boardwalk Isabella. James, are you with us? I'm with you. How are you doing? Hey, hello there. Doing just fine. First, let me ask you, which do you prefer? Do you prefer to be called James or would you prefer Jimmy? Well, my really good friends call me Jimmy, so um, I guess you can call me James. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> you left the barn door wide open. I just drove the Harley. I, I did it, that. I left the barn door wide open, and you drove the whole herd through. Thank you very much. It's been nice talking to you. We'll look forward to having you back. I'll again. see you another time. <laughs> Jimmy, seriously, thank you for coming on board with us and uh, for sharing with us all the way from England. What part of England are you in now? I know it's not London proper. No, I'm I'm a London. I was born in London, but at the moment we we live in the southwest of uh, of the UK in a place called Devon. It's a county to uh, in the south of the country. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. About how you know far? That not not that well. I'd have to look at a map. I've heard the name, but about how far south of London would you say it is? God, it's about I don't know four or five hundred miles from from London. Ah, okay. So it, it, it's not just a quick hop, skip, and a jump. You don't <laughs> drive up to if London only. in the evening for a for a glass of glass of beer or anything or, or cold ale or what? I don't know. Do you do you drink? I've heard all those stories. Do you, do you guys really drink warm ale over there? Um, no, that's a myth. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Somehow I couldn't, you know, the the idea of warm beer or ale just doesn't appeal to me. I can't imagine that. Just doesn't make any no, sense I, I at can, all. But I can also comment. I can comment on that, Dave. And that you know, being a good red-blooded American, the thought of warm beer just makes me want to barf. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you were able to to verbalize the uh, the thought there. <laughs> but My we're going to talk music. <laughs> We're here to talk music, and James or Jimmy, Mr. Hughes, <laughs> tell us about Boardwalk Isabella. I know you've been on before. We have a lot of new listeners. We've picked up a couple of uh, a couple of new networks over in uh, in Europe. We've got uh, a network in uh, Israel that's picking us up now. And so tell us a little bit about the band. Congratulations to you, first of all. The band is quite oh, simply you. the groovy, the grooviest rock and roll band in the world, bar none. Um, we are an independent outfit from the UK. Uh, We have our WEP Clear the Decks, which is just out tomorrow and is available from our website at www.boardwalkisabella.com and we are on Twitter and Facebook. You can find us online. Because we've got an unusual name, you can find us anywhere by just Googling Boardwalk Isabella. Um, Yeah, and it's basically an outfit that's driven by, by my songs and we seem to be making some progress in this crazy music world well that's the important thing that you're making progress now uh, you told us you explained this to us before and we'll talk more about your uh, your new CD which is coming out tomorrow and we're going to preview a track off of uh, in just a few minutes here but the name you mentioned the name of the band is a little bit unusual Boardwalk Isabella and I happen to know from having talked to you before that the story of how you came up with the name is rather unusual too tell us Tell us where that name came from, how you came up with Boardwalk Isabella. Indeed, that that name came from the fact that I was uh, back in the day with another band and we pulled up outside the studio 
and one of the road crew pointed to this beautiful sports car across the road and said, wow, that's my favourite car. And then he said the words which I thought were Boardwalk Isabella. And I, I thought that was the most incredible name for a, for a sports car. And I held it in my mind for years and years that that was the name of, the, of this wonderful German sports car. And um, when I was looking for a name for, for the musical project that's become Boardwalk Isabella, um, I stumbled across this classic car magazine. And this, the car that I thought was called Boardwalk Isabella was called something similar but different. And I realized that Boardwalk Isabella was a name that, that could be had across all the social media and, and I could um, get the website name and the domain name and everything like that. So it was actually a Borg Ward Isabella, a German sports car from the late 50s, early 60s. But through that mishearing, um, I was able to, to get this name. So that's how it came about. Oh, fantastic. You were named after a car that doesn't exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Well, the important thing is you guys exist, and you're, do, you're doing some incredible rock and roll. We're glad to have you back here with us. John Bon Jovial, did you have a, uh, a question there? I noticed that puzzled look on your face. <laughs> That, that that's that's my uh, usual uh you know that's that's just the usual way I go around in life. Um, <laughs> well you got to be careful Jimmy you'll open se. the burn door on you. <laughs> uh not a question per se Jimmy but just more of an observation is that that last tune that we heard it's just got such a good driving beat to it. Uh I you know I I don't know how familiar have you been over to the United States uh, much? Yeah, I've been a couple of times to uh New York. Which is a place I, I like very much. So that, that's the okay, only place so I've you, been so you, far. You've never been to the Western deserts, then, and you know, I the 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 song, and and you know, look it up. You know, I don't know what whether it's on you know Google Earth or whatever, but I'm listening to this song, and all I'm thinking about, you know, is. Uh, uh, like a, a, a Mustang type muscle car convertible <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning, hauling ass about 120 miles an hour across the desert with this thing blasting. I mean, that, that was my initial thought. And I don't know if that's what you had in mind, but I, I got to tell you, I, I just loved it. That's really, really good stuff. Thank you very but much. You'd have to be that. in a car that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> if you're driving a boardwalk as a Bella, no, that's a rock there and roll machine. But it's just, it, it's it's to me, to me it's you know I, I I've you know ever since I was you know got into radio years and years ago, uh, I've always been into what I what what I refer to as driving music. What, can mm -hmm. you drive to this music? You know, can you keep an up head? Can 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 you can you just haul ass without the fear? of any kind of being you know being pulled over by the cops and that's the kind of that's the kind of music that that to me that this represented well that's that's powerful feedback and uh i'm going to have that enshrined somewhere that's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> well, i really appreciate it. it funnily enough it came from a, a quite a tra tragic i mean you probably mind the, the driving music side of it is comes from my love of american music and indeed uh the american radio stations and american people in general have very much taken the band to their hearts so that's a that's a very encouraging thing the, the song actually came from the fact that i was i was living in nice in france at the time and um uh i was on the fourth floor i had an apartment on the fourth floor of a building and my, i had this very strange family above me on the fifth floor and one day the i was when i was uh, in my apartment the guy on the fifth floor he decided to dive out the window and he he just dived and he came flying past me <laughs> while I was looking out the window and it was very Ouch. strange. And so so 
Oh, the ground was hard was inspired because every good songwriter will tell you that um, you know if you have an emotional impact, if you're impacted emotionally by an event, then a good way of uh, releasing that is to actually write about it. So that's that's where that song came from, lyrically. We lose John. Oh, no, I guess. Uh, oh, no. I thought no, you were. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm sorry. I, no, I'll be honest with you. I actually, I got distracted with uh, with something for a second. I was looking at something on the control panel and trying to figure out what it was. And and Did, Jimmy, you I see how interesting I am? Drifting it's away fantastic. <laughs> really? I mean, <laughs> that's great. Listen, that makes you I want to so do good. Something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just scored some major points there, John Bonjovial. Uh, listen, I, uh, Jimmy, I want to do one thing that uh, I, I just mentioned to our, our last guest, uh, or I mentioned about our last guest that uh, I'd like to do, and that is, it, we're, you're one person, you're the, you're the front, you may be the, the impetus, the organizer, and the structure of the band, but there's some other guys that help make it all come together. Tell us about the guys in the band. Yeah. The band is, is a very loose congregation at this point in time because uh, I, I recorded most of the tracks on, on the album to play the bass and piano and the keyboards and did the singing and stuff like that. I was helped uh, on this album by Nathan Porter on lead guitar and we had uh, two backing singers, two gospel backing vocalists as well who, who uh, provided their, their services there. So we, we're not a band per se at this moment in time. I, w I will be getting that together when we decide to go out live. But um, so that, those are the two people who helped me record it. But most of the recording has been done by myself. Uh, kind of a, a bit of a one-man band there. A bit of a one-man band. <laughs> you, you mentioned when you uh, get ready to go out on the road. Any idea when you uh, when that'll happen? I think we have to think very carefully about that because it has to be. I, I want to give a, a very good show, and I want it to be economically viable for it's going to be about nine a nine piece band on stage we did one show uh, a couple months back for a radio station over, over here in the uk a charity event for them and uh, there was eight of us on stage that night and it went over really fantastically well but as i'm sure you can imagine yourself to to organize a tour independently as i've done everything so far without anybody's help without any record company support or anything like that it's an incredible undertaking to try and keep eight people satisfied and paid and and on the road for a significant amount of time that, that it would take for us to, to get our music across. So it has to be the right moment and it has to be the right offers. So at the moment I'm just releasing recent material and drumming up interest, which has been phenomenal so far. And at some point that will come where offers start to come in uh, to take this live and to make it economically viable for all of us to do it. Okay, well, now yeah, I do have a question for you then, Jimmy. Uh, you know, you're touching on that, and, and I'm not going to say if, but when you go out on the road and when yeah. this tour is successful, okay, and I'm mm -hmm. saying when, not if, uh, when it's I successful, agree. would you uh, then consider coming over to the States, and even if it's a scaled-down version of the nine-piece band, down to three or four guys, whatever, would you consider coming over to the States and touring over here? Because we'd love to have you. Absolutely. And uh, um, it wouldn't be beyond the bounds of possibility that we would come there first. We've had the incredibly strong reaction from America uh, and Canada as well, but um, mostly in America for, for the music. And like you said yourself, it, it is very reminiscent of a strong American driving music. And 
like I say, the reaction has been incredible from radio stations, the length and breadth of, of America. So we feel that there, there could be uh, an opportunity in the offing that we could come to the States. And I would v- I'd very much like to give that a very good go and do a, a lot of touring in the States to uh, try to bring the music to as many people as possible. Well, we will graciously accept a backstage pass when you come to our part of the country. <laughs> there you go. I'm Absolutely. Sure you will. Uh, we gratefully accept a, uh, a sit down with you guys. We can sit down and uh, and talk with you, and maybe uh, record a session, get you on the air, and uh, and talk about your tour and everything when you are over here. Something that we definitely want to look forward to. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, catching that bit uh, with uh, John Bon Jovial when he got distracted there. I wanted to rem- <laughs> it remind you to remind yeah, our listeners. Sorry about that, I will, guys. I will uh, I will remind you also that our show is on podcast, and uh, you will be able to uh, take down and even record segments or the entire show if you want to. It'll be up on Blog Talk Radio probably within about ten fifteen minutes after we get off the air live anyway definitely within the hour and uh, we are also and i hope i don't have a cue card in front of me so i hope i don't overlook anybody here we our podcasts are also carried on bfm uh, which uh, the all of these can be found on facebook and you can track them down on the internet easily bfm is b-e-e-f-m we are also on the 365 radio network we're also on CMG Global Radio, and we are also on Renegade Femme Radio. And for you non-feminists, that's Renegade, F-E-M-M-E, Femme Radio, Renegade Femme Radio. So you can find our podcast on any of those. And I understand we are also being carried on Spreaker. So we do get around. We've got some, uh, we've got some places you can find us there. If you have any questions, you also know how to... Uh, just drop us a line, David, at thedavidbowers.com. It's simple to remember. I keep it that way so that I can remember it. And was that John Bon Jovial chuckling in the background there? Yeah, yeah just a little bit. I'm just thinking to myself that, you know, not everybody can say it, but the David Bowers Awards is indeed a worldwide international phenomenon now. And we've got a lot of listeners worldwide and it's growing every single month. And uh, that's something that uh, that both David and I, we, we're proud of it. We're thrilled about it. And part of what makes it a success is having guys like Boardwalk Isabella on, you know, and having such a good conversation. Thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I think about this and sitting here talking with uh, Jimmy and his, about his band from uh, England. And I think back to my early days when I got started at a little uh, – daytime radio station uh, we were only on the air for those not familiar with it daytime radio you're only on the air from sunrise to sunset and i started at uh, doing weekends and engineering basically engineering means i was playing the records for the host of some shows uh, on a little local radio station in rome new york wrny at salute dave derby somebody somebody's rattling their headphones there uh but i salute dave derby who was uh, 
Well, he was the one that uh, opened the door for me and got me into this crazy business, got me uh, started on what turned out to be a career, and uh, he's now retired living down in the Carolinas. Dave, if you're listening, I salute you and I thank you, uh, along with all the others who've uh, opened doors and helped me along throughout uh, the years and years from long ago in a galaxy far away. Thank you. Back to Jimmy and Boardwalk Isabella. Okay, you're you're looking forward to doing some tours. We are looking forward to having you come over here. Hopefully, uh, maybe we can open a couple of doors and get you uh, get you a little more going there too. But uh, what are you doing music-wise? Now, I know you've got this uh, new CD coming out. We're going to play The King of Rock in just a couple of minutes. Tell us about... The King of Rock. What's the story with that song? The King of Rock. Uh, I don't want I don't want John Bon Jovi to fall asleep now, so I'm going to keep this very brief. Uh... <laughs> Wake up, John. What? What? Huh? You woke me up. Oh, Go man, ahead, Jimmy. I think we got his attention. <laughs> got his attention now. Um, yeah, I I read uh, Albert Goldman's John Lennon. His um his fantastic book about John Lennon, and. Uh, it encouraged me to read another one of his about Elvis, and it's just—it took 12 years to write the book. It's incredibly researched, and after I read it, I—I I wrote this song um, about the King of Rock, and it—it it was what fascinated me was there was this guy who was probably the most famous person on the planet at one stage. Um, he could have had any woman in the world. Um, he was besieged by by female attention. And yet the one woman he wanted, he he couldn't have in a way. He, cr- he crushed her love. And that seemed to me to be a fantastic subject for a song, um, that irony. And so um, that, that sparked off the lyrics for The King of Rock. And so if you if you listen to it, they'll give you some idea there. Yeah, so it was inspired by after reading Albert Goldman's Elvis and um, that kind of story about... Um, a love that he held too high, too tight in his hands. It's sort of a butterfly he held too tight in his hand, kept in a gilded cage, and uh, and obviously her love went elsewhere. And I and I thought that was such a, a, a poignant kind of um, story for it is it's a, a, a songwriter to get hold of. A wonderful perspective and one that uh, most people don't think of right off. Uh, as you kind of implied, uh, you think of Elvis and you think of the King of Rock. You think about uh, you know his successes, the fact that he yeah. was at the time probably the most famous person in the world. He had all of this excess and wealth at his fingertips, and yep. of course he had the women chasing after him. But uh, you don't often hear people refer to that particular part of his life, the poignancy and the irony. It's a, a, a very good perspective, and I, I'm I'm glad to see uh, you know that you pursued that. I'm, I I love to see artists that uh, pursue lyrics that do have a little more meaning than some of the stuff you hear today, and also Indeed. that touch touch upon areas that we don't think about all the time. And and, and this is a very good one. I, I think it's, a, it's an excellent concept, and we're going to play that for the folks right now. We're going to thank you, Jimmy, for coming on, joining in the thank madness you. that is the David Bowers <laughs> Award Show. And uh, hey, we love having you. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. We will look forward to having you back on the show in the very near future. Be sure and keep in touch. Let us know when you have something coming up, and we'll see if we can't work out a way to get you on the show and tell the world about it. Thanks, guys. You're amazing. Thank you. Uh, Thank Thank you. you, Jimmy. 
our best Jesus. to you and all the guys at Boardwalk Isabella, whether the car exists or not. And ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, here they are from England, Boardwalk Isabella. It's called The King of Rock.
certainly was. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Boardwalk Isabella from England. Jimmy, a pleasure having you on the show. John Bon Jovi, what you got for us? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. That, that, that was a great conversation, and... Uh, you know, I meant what I said fun. about the driving music. I mean, what a great beat these I guys have got. Do. And they're, they're, if, if we can get them over to the States, they're going to go a long way. Uh, well, what do I have here? What I've got here, we have this amazing promotion going on for all you indie artists out there that uh, want to get produced, you know, by a big time. And we're not exaggerating one iota when we say a big time record producer, we have got the promotion for you. So listen up. Don't forget. The David Bowers Awards is offering the chance for all indie artists to shoot for a free mix of one of their songs by Grammy Award-winning producer Stuart Epps. That's right. You heard me right. Stuart Epps, the man himself. All you got to do is send in an original MP3 track of yours to be entered. You can get complete details by going to our website, which is www.thedavidbowers.com. That's www.thedavidbowers.com. And if you know an indie artist that deserves the chance to have a track of theirs professionally mixed by a Grammy award-winning producer, tell them. Don't, don't delay. Let them know. And, uh, and send it to us now. All they've got to do is uh, put together an MP3 track of one of their original tunes. Get complete details at thedavidbowers.com. We'll be accepting uh, tunes through October the 10th and announcing the winner on our November show. So please don't wait. Do it now. This is something that is, uh, I don't think anybody will ever be able to repeat. Stuart Epps is a good friend of ours, and he wants to help out somebody out there in the indie music world. So do it now, please. David, back to you. And you're absolutely right about that, John Bon Jovi. After years of working with major artists, I mean, he was he was with Elton John when Elton John was actually just starting out the ladder among the many artists. Uh, the list of artists he's worked with is like a who's who in uh, rock music. If you wonder who he is, you're in the wrong business. No, seriously, find out about him. Google Stuart Epps. That's S T U A R T. Epps, E-P-P-S, Google him, you'll see one of the penultimate producers in the business today, and just having his name on your resume has got to be a plus for your career. So if you're an indie artist, you want to get a mix by a professional producer, here's your chance. Get your tracks into us along with the other information. We'll send them to him, and Mr. Epps will do the selection. And who knows, it could be you being heard around the world by having your song produced by Mr. Stuart Epps. Hey, this That's is... right, so... Hey, Not this... sure what happened there, Dave. Well, you keep interrupting! <laughs> well, I hey, there's a button! <laughs> Take three. Hey, this is... Mc... Well, there's something wrong with the button. That was Michaela, and she wanted to say that she was listening to the show, and I'm not sure what happened, but, uh, hey, we'll just uh, we'll just blame it on the technician and move right along. Thank you, Michaela. She's got some uh, great music out. She's been a past guest on the show. We'll be coming back sometime in the not-too-far-distant future and has a track out now that is 
kind of rocking the place. It's taken the place by storm. Check it out. It's a uh, it's a message song, and it rocks. It's called Revolution by Michaela, M-I-K-A-Y-L-A. Check it out. It's uh, it's all over the Internet. You'll have no problem finding it. Just Google Revolution by Michaela. If you like to rock, she's going to rock it for you. Right now, we're going to take the rock with a touch of the blues, maybe even a little swamp blues at that. We're going to bring on and talk with him in just a moment. First, we're going to listen to the title tune from his brand new CD, Going Down to Florida. This is Frank Robert.
down to Florida, have myself a good time. Uh, every time I hear that, I also think of the other going down to Florida song, the uh, the old Orange Blossom special. But this is a far cry from the Orange Blossom special. <laughs> uh, <you could laughs> Frank that, Robert, yeah. <laughs> welcome aboard, Frank. Good to have you back with us again. Hey, How's everything going? Hey. Uh, pretty good. Mighty, mighty, mighty hot, as you well know. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we got a, we got a little bit out here in Laughlin Bullhead right now. They're talking about 111, yeah. 112 today. So the only difference is we but don't. It's a dry uh, heat. <laughs> yes, when we when they say high humidity out here, they're talking anything over 10 percent. Like today, I think it's 13 percent, which is you know really Ooh. humid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah, but we're right, here down in the swamp, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah the swamp's I a little bit different. Go ahead. I want to say a quick hello to Don Majors, who is listening, I believe, if I remember correctly, from up there in the state of Washington, up around uh, Moses Lake. And also, Don in uh, Mississippi, I think it is, uh, wanted to know, uh, are you touring outside of the state of Florida, Frank? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, next month uh, I'm doing a solo tour. Uh, I'm playing at uh, uh, the Greenwood Blues Cruise in Greenwood, South Carolina, July 10th and 11th, and then um, I'm heading up the East Coast. Unfortunately, I'm not making it to Mississippi this go-around. I would love to go there again real soon, but it's not going to happen this go-around. Uh, but anyways, uh, I'll be in, uh, I'll be in uh, Durham, North Carolina on the 12th, at a place called uh, the Blue Note Grill. Then uh, I'm playing up in Canada, of all things. Uh, oh, playing wow. a house concert up there, yeah. And all right, house get concerts. Out we get talked out. about those. Yeah, this could be yep. my first time yep. doing one, so this could be it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, there's been a lot of interest in doing that, and for our listeners who are not familiar with it, uh, basically what it is is uh, well, you you become your own mini promoter. Uh, you find a place where you can fit a uh, you know a reasonable sized group of your friends. You contact the artist, like in this case Frank, and you work out a uh, you know you work out a means of payment. How much uh, you know he would. Take to play in your living room or wherever, your party room, and uh, you get your friends to chip in the money to pay for it. And he basically, you get a, a private concert. So uh, you just take a big venue, you squeeze it down to just you and a few of your closest friends and the artist, and you've got yourself a house concert. It's a uh, it's a growing thing. It's it's. We had a couple other artists on here. As a matter of fact, we had one uh, talking specifically about. Uh, house concerts here uh, just last year, I think it was. So, think of house concerts as being front row seats for everybody at the concert. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Unless you have a long, narrow living room, in which case that might not hold true. But yeah, yeah, it's great. It is really nice. It's a, a nice, intimate little setting. And, you know, for my money, I enjoy it a lot more. Uh, than the major venues because it's so much more intimate. It's uh, it, it's it's almost like the uh, artist is a friend of yours. Uh, matter of fact, you get to that point, he is he or she is a friend of yours. There's no way you can't be friends when you're in an intimate setting like that. I love I love the concept. No, no you can't, can't, get, around yeah. no. can't get around that. Can't get around that at all. Talk... Go, ahead. Go ahead, Frank. <laughs> oh, I, can't, no, I was just going to say it, you it, and I. I yield the floor to you, Frank. Yeah, Go come for on, it. guys. <laughs> you know, come on, get your act together here. Yeah, well, you know, we 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 have like 
two cases of Coke here so we can keep jinxing each other like this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, finish your thought, Frank. Yeah, well, the thought was this. Uh, I, I, when I started playing uh, back in Montreal and back in the 80s, I was playing at the Rising Sun, and literally the edge of the stage, there was tables right there. I was, I'm was, i so used to people being right there and very close and intimate. You know, to do a house concert, I think it's going to be an absolute hoot for me to do that because here they are. They are playing. They are right in front of you watching every last little move you do. And, uh, well, let's just make sure you take a good shower beforehand. But uh, it's going to be <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I, I, I think it's going to be a real neat experience, and I hope to do more of these in the future. I I can imagine that they uh, be really really fun. Uh, I'm going to have to get me a nice uh, a nice sized living room or party room and have you come play for me one of these days. And we had talked about uh, you doing uh, a little a combination of a uh, of a personal uh, vacation and tour out in the Southwest in the not too far distant future, as I recall. Yeah, I'm still kind of playing around with the idea of this particular east coast tour is uh another one of those uh okay i'm combining my vacation with uh, a little bit a little bit of work here so in, in this case i'm going up to see my dad which is going to be really nice that's why i'm going all the awesome. way to Quebec. that's where he lives so. <laughs> awesome <laughs> no that's, but, uh, that's you know, great so the uh, the out west trip would be uh to go out and see uh my son and my brothers so absolutely out there Anytime you can, you know, they say you can't mix business with pleasure, but uh, anytime you get a chance to uh, to put something like that together where you can go see, uh, especially a family member that you don't see every day, and also have a little fun playing for the playing the music for the people in that area, it's got to be good. There can't be anything wrong with oh, that. No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. I mean, I... I it, it, you know the old joke about it being a busman's holiday. It, it kind of is, but you know, with the way things are in the world nowadays, man, you take it, take it wherever you can. You know, and well, if it yeah, gives you a chance to get out somewhere, go for it, man. <laughs> exactly, and it's not like you're. It's not like it's drudgery. It's not like it's something you're forced into doing. It's a case of uh, it's something you love. Hey, I love my family. I love the music I play. What's wrong with bringing the two of them together? Not a thing. Not a thing at all. Well, you know, I'm just going like to figure out how to get day. my national guitar through uh, TSA. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My yeah, well, hey, listen. National steel body guitar. Okay, let's x-ray this puppy. What's going on here? What is hey, this from what, I, from what I've been seeing on the news lately, you can get almost anything by those guys. <laughs> yeah. getting a little yeah, scary I mean, sometimes. I think they hired some former major league umpires. Yeah, they're all blind. <laughs> you, you might have a point there. We don't have to look into that. Now, listen, you got out on Blue Chihuahua Records this new going down the Florida CD, Frank Robert and the Boxcar Tourists. And before we talk more about that, let's talk about the guys that back you up. You're showing a, a Dave Simmons, a Sam Mudd, and a Joe Sadowski. And of course. Yep. You uh, special thanks to the girls, and we wouldn't forgive you if you didn't remember to thank oh, the no, girls. Oh no, 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 no! Oh yeah, absolutely. The girls, the girls would uh, make sure that uh, I would not sleep well at night. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about the people that backed you up on this. 
All righty. Well, Dave Simmons, uh, I've been playing with him now for about 13 years, and uh, uh, the old Back Alley Blues Band. Uh, and we had a couple other bands in between, and when I started the Boxcar Tourists, originally he didn't want to do it, uh, but after about six months, uh, the original drummer left, and Dave came in, and it was seamless, and it was like, yeah, we're back to being ourselves here. So uh, Dave, Great. Dave is like one of, one of my best friends, and uh, we hang out we hang out a fair amount, and we just we just have a great time playing together. It's always fun. And um, smoking smoking Joe Sadowski, gotta put that in there. Smoking Joe, I've known him for twenty years. Uh, he's been in the band off and on in that whole twenty years. I mean, it's gone on forever. He's he's a great heart player and a, a real true character. Yeah, I can't say enough about him. It's <laughs> yeah, just, most heart players just, are. <laughs> yeah, and, and Joe Joe is no different. Trust me on that. He is no different in that regard. Uh, Sam Sam actually uh, he he just left the band recently, so unfortunately I can't you know oh, say anything. Yeah, and you know, things happen. You know, he he wanted to yep. move on to another project, but uh, uh, Sam. Uh, played with uh, the great Rock Bottom back in the 80s. Uh, if you look up Rock Bottom, uh, he was a harp player based here in Tampa, and he toured uh, all over Europe, and uh, Sam went on a bunch of those tours. So he played with him. He played with Lucky Peterson. He's played with Sarasota Slim. Uh, he's played with a lot of people over the years. And, uh, uh, you know, he was, I th- in the time he was in, he was, you know, just a you know, he was a great guy and everything. He just he, he wanted to move on to his own little project. So I said, okay. It is what it is, you know. You can't control people, you know. Yeah, no, no way. And uh, yeah, no, in a lot of ways, you don't want to. I think, if I remember correctly, talking with my brother down there uh, in your area, and I know he's been to uh, many, many of your shows. If I remember correctly, uh, he got to jam with you guys at the. Uh, I think it was at the VFW post there, maybe in Port Ritchie. He got to uh, jam on the harp with you guys uh, on oh, stage yeah, one time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bill. Bill. Yeah, that, that was yeah. fun. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. Yeah, Bill's Bill's quite a guy, and uh, yeah, he was he was really proud Another of that. Character. I wish I could have been there. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Maybe I'm not sure. Maybe is it that harp harp players are characters, or are all characters harp players? Um, it's kind of like yeah. those two circles. They draw, you know, what the commonalities are. Those two circles are right. extremely close together. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the Bill's a great guy, and I know he was thrilled to death to be able to to get up there and uh, jam with you guys. And I don't blame him. I would have been too, but I don't have talent. That's why I'm on the radio. I learned I couldn't well, yes, sing, yes, and I said, well, just, uh, just, uh, yeah, you, your musical talent is playing the record player." You know, so. Right, there you go. And I thank you guys for creating the records I play. <laughs> Tell us about the music on this album, Frank. Okay, this this go around it's actually quite a bit more diverse uh than uh, the previous records. Uh, uh we mixed in a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I, I happen to be a very big reggae fan. I've I've loved, you know, the old classic style of reggae and this crept into my music now and again and there's a couple tunes that have that that kind of flavor to it. Um there's some stuff that uh, another thing is, you know, playing swamp rock. I mean, whatever reason, uh, playing Creedence, playing Tony Joe Wright, White, and uh, you know, all those all those old classic swamp records. You know, I, you know, I still play Lightning Slim songs. I play Slim Harpo tunes. You know, I love playing that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, that crept into it. So it wasn't just a strictly Delta blues record this go around. It was 
a lot of different styles mixed in. Uh, we played a lot of swing. Uh, going down the floor is a big swing tune. And uh, we just said, oh, you know what? We'll just record what we got here and uh, see what we get. <laughs> I hear you. And, yes, I did notice the diversity on the uh, on the CD. Thank you very much. It's a great CD. I keep it right here on my desk so I can pluck it in the machine anytime. And I, you mentioned well, the, you. mentioning Swamp Rock. We had – I don't know if you got a chance to hear them or not, but uh, what was it? Uh, was it the last show, John Bon Jovial, or the one before that? Uh, one of the recent shows – we had a group that I found in upstate New York who called themselves the Swamp Drivers. And uh, Frank, oh, that you was might last be, month. Uh, yeah. Was it last month? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, last I, month. Did, I didn't catch the show, but I've heard, I, I've sure heard of them. The, yeah, you yeah, might, uh, might want to check them out. They are really, really neat because what they did, uh, long story short, because we're starting to run a little bit short of time here, but uh, long story short, uh, one of the guys created – a uh, an instrument with uh, I don't know if the first one was I think it might have been the shovel I'm not sure but he made an actual playable guitar out of a shovel and gave it to <laughs> one of the guys in the band as a gift and the guy used it on stage it went over so well they went ahead and created more and now they have uh, they have a complete set of instruments uh, their drums I think are uh, all from the from Lowe's uh, you know, garbage cans and stuff from Lowe's, but they have created, you can, find, you can find them online, they have created legitimate instruments, and they actually play these things, and do it well, and they play a lot of, basically, swamp rock, which is why they call themselves the Swamp Drivers. If you haven't heard of yeah. Frank, you should check them out. I think you'll really appreciate it. I, I have, I have. i got to check into this deeper, though. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they're starting to make, uh, they're starting to get noticed in a lot of places. I know, uh, I've talked to him just since they were on our show. They uh, they picked up a lot of gigs up there in upstate New York, and uh, I, I have a hunch they might uh, they might spread out a little bit beyond upstate New York in the not too too far distant future. Yeah. We're gonna oh, play. You know, another... Go ahead, floor is yours. Yeah. Oh no, no, I was gonna say. I mean, uh, with the shovels and everything. I mean, you know, they, I'm sure they're digging into some deep gigs here now. So. <laughs> You got that right. Well said. <laughs> okay, we're going to take another track off the album, and we're going to play this one because, Frank, you specifically requested we use this track. Tell us about Devils at the Crossroads. Uh, it's one of those things. Uh, this one actually is very uh, – uh, this one's very much more a Delta tune. It started off uh, with me just playing the, the lick, and all of a sudden all these lyrics just – poured out of me, literally. I mean, this is something that uh, this band does quite a bit, is we'll literally write songs on stage. I mean, it's about five or six songs on, on the CD that were born on stage. It's like, oh, let's play this. All of a sudden, boom, all these lyrics come out, and all of a sudden the form comes together, and before you know it, you've got a song in under five minutes, and uh, Devil at the Crossroads was definitely one of those, and uh I, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's because I, I fear this is where I'm going to wind up going after after I pass off this mortal <laughs> coil. You know, but I've had a fascination had a fascination with a lot of uh, you know the devil imagery that uh, that you see in the blues all the time. You know about the crossroads and everything, and you know right. learning about that. And it's like, you know, you got to be careful, man. You got to be careful because otherwise uh, you're going to be invited uh, as the um, uh, Shall we say the guest of honor at Satan's barbecue? The guest of honor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Frank, yeah. we're going to roll that track right now. I want to thank you so much for coming back on the show. We always enjoy having you, and you always you always put some heavy some heavy stuff on us, some good music, and uh, it's always a pleasure. Give our best to all the guys in the band and to the girls That's as true. well, and of we'll course. look forward to having you back in the future. <laughs> thank right. you again, Frank. All right, Thanks Frank so much, Rivera, folks. This is from his latest CD, Going Down to Florida. It's called Devils at the Crossroads. Thank you. 
the devil Keep the Lord by your side Hold your faith strongly today folks the live broadcast ends any second and uh, those of you listening to the podcast will catch all of our closing comments we want to thank all of our guests one like son boardwalk isabella and frank robert of course also brianna Payne for whatever happened that um, obviously was a pain and didn't uh, and interfered with her being able to be on the show today we will get her back as soon as we possibly can be sure and visit our guests on their websites and social media pages follow them comment to them and uh, oh yeah be sure and buy their music in the coming weeks here on the david bowers awards you're going to meet some other stars you're going to meet robin mcnamara the one and only Robin McNamara, the Moss Brothers, whose EP melted Twitter here a couple of weeks ago. Yellow Dog is coming to us direct from the Ukraine, believe it or not. The Cherry Blue Storms will be joining us. And Brantner from Portugal, among others that are scheduled as of right now. So sign up and follow us right here on Blog Talk Radio. And follow us on Twitter and Facebook, too, so that you're sure not to miss anything. Right now, John Bon Jovial, take us home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, don't forget to order your official The David Bowers Awards t-shirts on our website, uh, thedavidbowers.com. And artists, be sure to send in your EPKs to david at thedavidbowers.com for a chance to appear on this very show. The David Bowers Awards is produced by The David Bowers for Stick It In Your Ear Productions. And we come to you live from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and Bullhead City, Arizona, and we are available for free download worldwide on Blog Talk Radio, also on iTunes, 365 Internet Radio, CMG Global Radio, BFM, that's B-E-E-F-M, and Renegade Fem Radio. Click and follow the uh, click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page, and be sure to like the David Bowers on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Be sure to join us for the David Bowers Awards next uh, Sunday, July twelfth. 
that's Sunday, July the 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, when our guests will include the Moss Brothers, representatives of the first all-Native American Broadway musical, Distant Thunder, and a return surprise with the Grimps from the children's TV cartoon show, plus all kinds of things that we probably haven't even occurred to uh, think of uh, yet or hasn't occurred to us. So be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards online and find out everything first or maybe even before we do. Until then, for the David Bowers Awards, uh, the David Bowers, Nick the Geek, uh, Hopalong Scarcity, and a few other people that I'll probably forget to mention, this is John Von Jovial saying more awards, more of the time from the David Bowers Awards. Awards. Peace and love, everybody. We'll see you next month.